0: Using your system and ask them for a referral and they send you some and you get another 20 signed contracts for basically a hundred new clients in
1: what time frame? It was like three weeks maximum. Three weeks, everything was done, all the campaigns were over.
0: So you said he was at four sixty, now he's at five eighty. Yeah. So you increased his business twenty five percent with six hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh he's yeah. got a you he is probably getting you something for christmas probably Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Roofing Business Partner Podcast. As you might have noticed, this is an interview episode and you do not want to skip or miss this interview because we dropped some bombs of wisdom that would benefit each and every one of you looking to grow your roofing company in 2019, especially if you've been curious on how to use the Facebook Messenger Bots feature, which believe me, has been all the rage lately and has, it's been something that we've started using in my roofing company, but I am left in absolute awe and envy of the results that Steve Liz Zell, my guest, pulled off. Steve is a Facebook ad manager who had the same mentor I did for learning Facebook ads and he just started his agency a year ago and deals specifically with local service businesses. So what we're sharing today is a deep dive into one of his campaigns that he ran for a snow removal company. Now, I know you might be thinking, hey Adam, this is a show for roofers, don't stop paying attention. Sometimes the best marketing campaigns can be found by simply looking at similar businesses but different industries. I, after all, six years ago, um, all my Facebook ad ideas came from personal trainers because back then it was just diet plans and dog toys advertising on Facebook. There wasn't really anybody doing anything even close to what I was like to local service businesses. So um, I'll listen to anyone who turns $600 ad spend into somewhere between thirty dollars and $50,000 revenue. And get this. It was done in three weeks plus it gets even better this was done in a town with only 10,000 people and his client's primary business isn't even snow removal he sells produce at the farmer's market this is just a winter business so I mean I know a ton of roofers in Canada and you know some of the northern U.S. that would love it if they could spend 600 dollars and basically never have to step on a roof again all winter and instead just ride around in a heated machine pushing snow so um, as you might have also noticed this episode is late without getting too far into the techie details. Details. When Steve and I record this episode, we had an issue with the recording and we lost a chunk of the audio. Now, Steve is very busy this week doing a conference and I owe him a huge thanks, not only for taking the time to you know do this interview, but for also making a second appointment to re-record the part that we lost. So um, I think we did a pretty good job stitching it together. If any of you can find the exact transition point, I got a special prize for the first listener to figure it out and let me know on Facebook. So hit me up there. But without further ado,
2: let's get into it. This is the show where you'll learn the mind hacks, strategies, and process we use every day to turn everyday roofing companies into the dominating local authority with our ultimate roofer marketing method. You'll also learn how we use Facebook ads to rapidly and affordably scale up business for roofing companies and generate leads on autopilot, putting you in touch with the right customers who pay the right price at the right time. Here's your host, Adam Sand. Now let's get after it. Okay, so here we
0: are with the Roofing Business Partner Podcast once again, and I have Steve Lizelle. Uh, he is from Eastern Canada in Hawkesbury. Uh, so that is a town just on the border with Quebec in, uh, in uh, Eastern Canada. So uh, he is a Facebook agency owner who uh, he has uh, built an Awesome, awesome, awesome campaign that I think you all need to hear about that he actually generated a ton of leads for a snow removal company. And while that's not directly in the roofing niche, I think it's very important for everyone to listen for the simple fact that it really shows that not everything has to be in your industry for you to learn from it. If you'll remember my story, I started out, there was no such thing as local service businesses advertising on Facebook and everything I did with my ebook campaign was basically stolen from the personal training and fitness industry how they would sell an ebook with a diet or a quick workout plan and then they would follow that up with an opportunity or an offer to sell them personal training i did that same thing with an ebook to sell roofing and uh, steve i think has a very very good technique that you all could benefit from so steve thank you so much and welcome to the show Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I wanted to quickly talk about one thing that I think not a lot of people are going to know about you, which is that prior to doing this, you were actually a police officer. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I yeah. was uh, I was a police officer uh, up north on the uh, in northern Quebec, actually, uh, on the uh, reserves. I did that for about, uh, about about four years that I did that.
0: Four years, incredible. Well, you know what? It's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy living up there. And so how do you feel that being a police officer has helped you now cuz that's a pretty pretty it's a pretty big jump going from a government job, you know, very secure, certainly not very safe, you know, to the comforts of working indoors in your own business as an entrepreneur. You know, how do you think that helps here? What made you make that jump?
1: Well, I it's a long story, but actually I had to come back for other like other related uh issues, but um when I when I made the switch um I came back down here and I just, I was working a little bit security and all that. And, uh, I was always good with helping people. Uh, I was a good talker and especially when it was coming down to, you know, policing, um, I was, you know, able to to de-escalate situations pretty quick cuz I was understanding people really well and um, you know for me marketing was never really a, a big uh, big thing in my life but I always understood people and I think um you know when you do your marketing understanding your your audience is really really important so um that's that's just how I made that jump started my uh my agency uh, I started doing uh, content marketing for a uh, martial arts dojo actually so that's that's a, that's how I started basically
0: Awesome awesome, and so uh, you know I find that, that that to be so interesting because you know you say things like you 're good at helping with people and you're good, good at talking, and I think that's such an important part of running an agency is your ability to inspire confidence in others as well as to uh, as well as to be able to communicate to them you know the benefits of what they 're doing and to help work because for some people, this is scary i mean you 're handling their business when you 're an agency owner you're you're help you're, you're basically taking their money in the hopes of providing them some kind of dream that they've been hoping for and hopefully you're the guy to guide them through that so it's a lot of managing the emotions I think
1: yeah absolutely absolutely but I think it like you say it really it relates to marketing and uh, in a way you know in a sense but uh, and that's that's why I love it and uh, you know I still get to help people Um, you know I was helping people when I was a police officer security and uh, now you know I'm still helping people so that makes it all worthwhile
0: right So where did you get some experience or some confidence in doing, you know, in helping other companies attract customers?
1: Well, actually, um, it all started, um, you know, like I said, I was doing martial arts class um, and I was doing uh, content marketing for that, uh, for that, um, my my martial arts class, my gym. And um, so I was just like. Posting on Facebook a little bit, creating content, showing value and stuff like that. And then um, another company actually approached uh, approached us and, you know, asked about uh, uh, who was doing all those posts on Facebook and stuff like that. So that's basically, that's basically like how I, I started. Um, and, you know, uh, for... For like right now, um, as you know, I'm taking Rick's course, so I, uh, I learned a lot from that, how to approach people. It's very, you know, it's very um, common sense and you need to have a discussion uh, when you're, you're trying to, you know, to sell. You know, we, we're not trying to sell anymore, right? We're trying to have a discussion. And I think that's the, the basic of uh, foundation of our uh, selling point is having a discussion and then that discussion will lead to having a, a sell maybe later on. Awesome. So what I
0: what I kind of heard there was that you are doing the content marketing for the uh, for for the um, martial arts gym, and in there, you know, you talk about you know what kind of content was it? Were you teaching? You know, the reader was it just branding, talking about what the unique points are with the gym, or were you kind of documenting the daily life inside the facility? Like, what kind of content were you putting out there
1: in addition to the flyers? So we were. Yeah, we were like, so yeah, we were doing flyers, but uh, on, uh, we were using Facebook and uh, on Facebook business page and we were creating, well, I was creating um, like, you know, small videos. So I was actually trying to answer questions, pain points um, on, you know, the audience before they even ask about, about, about that particular subject. Right. So we were doing like a, you know, 15 second video of a certain technique, uh, we would, uh, you know, post uh, important tips and tricks on uh, on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so stuff like that, so just to pretty much to answer any questions uh, the audience might have before they even, you know, ask us.
0: I think personally, I think that's great. I mean, I've never done marketing for a facility like that, but I mean, my first impressions is, you know, it could be an intimidating environment for someone to say, okay, I'm just going to walk in this room with these people who are, you know, kind of experts at kicking people's asses and I'm going to go and join them and uh, be a student. And, and I think that by putting yourself, yourselves out there online and being friendly would probably make someone more apt to, you know, kind of show up because it's, it's maybe less intimidating.
1: It did. It did. And actually, uh, and that was my main focus, because like you say, it was it was one of the biggest pain point. I found people would not show up because they were, you know, they were, like you say, intimidated. And uh, so I was answering that question. I was mostly concentrating on, you know, how safe that sport is, uh, especially in a dojo, how respectful it is. So um, so it, it paid off. We, we got a couple uh couple students there
0: from that but anyways it was it was good yeah and, and I, I like what else you said there you know, going back was that you know you said it's common sense and i would i would say that in a lot of people especially in you know in my audience uh, the roofing industry i don't think it, it it is necessarily perfect common sense and not that it's that you know my audience's fault the roofer's fault that they don't see it that way um, but i think that that's you know the you must have known that that would work And uh, I think that's important to actually highlight is the fact that, you know, not everybody knows that that's going to work, but you highlighting all those, uh, highlighting all those things like respect and, uh, and safety. I mean, those are things that people are looking for when they're trying to understand a business is they're trying to understand what kind of culture is ultimately running the place. And I think that's, that's a key point for any business looking to put themselves out, out there. So, I mean, is that what made you feel confident that would, that it would work was that you were understanding your audience of, of potential customers?
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't I don't have I didn't have at that time like a lot of experience in marketing either. Right. So I just said, you know, as a person um, offering that service, you know, what would my my audience want from me? What what, what kind of questions they would uh they would ask and stuff like that, what would they be scared of? So yeah, that's basically, uh, you know, like I said, common sense. And, you know, for, for me to realize that it took me a long time because I was, you know, thinking, Hey, you know, how, how come people don't, don't show up, you know, all that stuff. But I said, maybe they just want answers without, without them asking the actual question, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: And so now that you've got your own agency is, uh, you know, is that kind of your main niche? Is that what your, your focus is like, are you, who are you doing marketing for now?
1: So right now we're serving local businesses. Uh, we don't have a, speci- a specific niche right now; just uh, general local businesses and um, realtors.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as we were talking about before on our last call, I, I believe that uh, I believe that certainly. The realtors are very much part of the local service business because they, you know, nobody sells. Nobody who's working in Hawkesbury is going to start selling houses in Edmonton, Alberta, where I'm from, and vice versa. And it so it's very much a, a service that people are offering and being an expert in that that market in in of near nearby homes and neighborhoods and schools. So I mean, I think that yeah, you're you're ultimately taking that same kind of empathy and understanding that you had about the dojo and applying it to that. So what made you? You know, we were kind of talking before about, you know, how at first you wanted to serve everyone and now you've, you've, you've gone to this niche. So what is it that you feel is the power of, of finding a specific kind of group to work with?
1: So the, the power of that is because you uh, can actually connect with your audience, right? And you, at, at one point, like for, for me, for local businesses, I really like that because we connect, uh, on like an emotional level with them, serving local people, Is really uh, they need to feel um, well taken care of and all that. So for for me, that's that's where uh, it was important to me. And um, and also when you you niche down and you um, you have a an audience that you serve, you can replicate your uh, your ideas and stuff. And it's always the same thing. So you don't have to work as hard all the time. And they,
0: there's so much genius in that, and I really hope the folks are, are listening to this one point, which is that you know exactly what you said when you're when you have a specific audience or a specific type of customer that you, the agency or, or any business, is serving. It allows you to systemize. It allows you to improve your understanding of their unique challenges. And I I believe, you know, it's it's like I said, with uh, say with roofers, you know, some people are going to like dealing with insurance. Some are going to deal with Bob and Betty, the homeowner. Some people only want to deal with people who speak their language. If they're Chinese and they speak really well Chinese, well, then maybe they should have, you know, all their trucks and signs and everything in Mandarin as opposed to in English. And so, I think there's a huge amount of genius into uh, into what you're saying. So I mean, you've you're you know as we talked about just in the call before we got started here, you know, how long have you had your agency? You know, take people through that.
1: Yeah, so um, so I started. Uh, it's been it's been a year actually, like a couple of days ago, maybe three or four uh, four days ago. Um, so it's been the year that we've been running. Um, yeah, congratulations been, been, again. Thanks. That's awesome. One thanks. year
0: anniversary. It's huge. We, yeah, I, I wanted people to hear that because you're speaking like an expert, and uh, and, and you've you've you're doing. A lot of things right and I think that's so important for people to know you know and so as you mentioned just a few moments ago you're in Rick's course so what do you feel the value was of doing a course versus you know doing everything online just reading blogs and and kind of going on a self-study path
1: well and you know you mentioned the the word expert and I I, I like that because um, so so like if you take um, you know that's how I started basically it was online just researching myself I've actually learned from that but uh, I didn't learn the specifics of it and some some little details about uh, you know running uh, the Facebook ads and stuff like that. Um, but um, when I took Rick's course, it was it was it actually helped me out a lot because I learned those specifics that I needed to to, to learn. Uh, actually, you know, have great results and uh, you know. And when you talk about the uh, the expert Adam, uh, what I did and I think that's very crucial to everyone that you know, everyone needs to do is they need to be the expert of their their niche, right? So you need to be the go to person of your niche. So your roofers, you know, they need to be the, the, the go to company. So why do I need to be uh, the, the company? Why people come to us? What do we do differently? And I think that's very powerful.
0: I, I totally agree with you. Why, why is it that, that they should pick this one company amongst the hundred other roofers that are in town? What makes you special? And so much of it comes down to being the expert in exactly what the customer is looking for. You might have to turn some people away, but I think that when you start turning away the wrong people and only start dealing with the right people, you can do better for the right people than you ever would have if you were working for everyone, trying to help everybody solve every problem.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, right now, as a good example, in my agency, we actually – uh, we, we screen our clients, so um, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna ask uh, like a client intake. So we're gonna ask them specific questions to know exactly if we can, for one, help them and to work in a good uh, relationship with them. And I think that's very important.
0: Awesome. And so you know, I think it's a good time to, to kind of segue into your into what you've been doing for this client. There's this campaign that we want to talk about? So you know, what, tell me a little bit about this uh, about this. Client that you've now secured—the one that we're talking about in the example. So uh,
1: he, uh, so he lives in uh, in Hawkesbury so where where I'm from. Uh, he owns a uh, his original business is actually a farmer's market. So uh, so during the summertime, he has a, a farmer's market. He grows strawberries and stuff like that. Um, and during the winter time, he uh, he has a, a snow plowing company. Um, so yeah, but his first market is actually farmer's market. I love um,
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that he the the, the fact that he's not e- this isn't even his regular business. So he's not even a a snowplow company. This isn't Mister Plow that is your customer. This is a farmer. Like because I tried looking for it, and when I when I kept trying to find it, eventually I did, and it was a it was a garden. They're selling produce at the farmer's market, and they're advertising they're advertising snow removal. So this isn't even their main business. So how is he how is he advertising prior to you getting there?
1: As so how? Apart, I guess. Yeah, he was he was doing. Uh, he was not really. He didn't have an online presence. Pretty much, um, he had a Facebook page, but uh, you know, on his Facebook page, it was mostly for his uh, farmers market uh, strawberries. <laughs> Strawberry, yeah, of course, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so he was mostly doing like flyers, door to door sell, uh, a lot of door to door sell actually, mm-hmm. um, and billboards and stuff like that. So he didn't really have a big uh, online presence, yeah. So,
0: so there wasn't a lot of uh, Facebook ad experience from your customers. So you introduced the concept to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So w- to walk me through what your original brainstorming was. Um, you know, as far as creating the campaign, as far as, you know, you, you're, you're looking at empty slate. He has no advertising for, for snow removal on, on Facebook, has no audience on Facebook, thinking of him as a snow removal guy. What is your brainstorm as to, OK, this is what we're going to do. And in 30 or 60 days, this is what we're going to accomplish.
1: So my plan was actually, uh, you know, because it's a, it's a local town, I know that the word spreads out really fast. Um, so I said, how can I make this guy the number one snow removal guy, a uh, company when, you know, he's not a snow removal company. So, so I was actually, you know, I said, we, I need to make like, we need to make a video um, of him and blast it with face like with a do a campaign Facebook ad and actually blast it so this guy gets seen as much as possible so I want to get his name out there so that people can see um, and it was actually a great it was a timing um, situation too because you know it was it was getting cold and all that so I was saying you know uh, we need to get your name out there people are going to start um, thinking about you know maybe hiring a snow removal company soon and all that so I said, how could I, how could we do that? And we did a video. Um, the video was actually, uh, I had the idea of, um, since it was a local business, I said, why don't you go to a charity location and uh, just grab your cell phone, turn it into the, uh, the selfie mode and just do a little video and um, offer, you know, something back to the community.
0: And this video uh, had no professional production.
1: No, absolutely not. It was just his uh, his cell phone. Yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah, and, and so you 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 he went there and did it did a video talking about a charity. So was this an offer that you came up with, or did he already have a relationship
1: with them? Like, what was what, who came up with that? He had a little. Related to who the charity uh, people were. But uh, so I had the idea of the actual, um, you know, charity going there with his cell phone and making a video. And what we did is I said, you could offer back to the community, to children and stuff like that. Um, so the offer was actually um, uh, he would give $50 back um, to the charity for them to buy snowsuits uh, for kids. If someone would sign um, with his snow uh, plowing services. Okay. Um, when we were. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the ad. So that was that was actually the ad. Yep. That was him just talking with the uh, the charity girl um, who's in charge there and just explaining that that he wants to give back to the community. Uh, you know, that is getting cold um, and he wants to help out children. And, you know, just to uh, if someone signs up uh, by clicking on the ad, he would give uh, $50 back to the charity.
0: Uh, so, what was the experience of like with with getting him to do that video? It was something I find quite often is a roofers, um, you know, in my industry, they have a hard time getting in front of the camera um, and speaking. So, is this something he was pretty open to? You know, what were his ex- what, what was his idea when you presented that idea? Was he pretty positive?
1: Yeah, he was he was re- he was actually really good, uh, really good in front of cameras. He didn't really mind. Uh, I had to guide him a little bit on you know what to say. Um, especially, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, call to action and stuff like that, I wanted him to, to have a call to, uh, a little call to action into his video and say, you know, click on this button, um, to, to register, but he was really good. Uh, I didn't have to convince him at all. Perfect. And, uh, yeah.
0: So then now you, so now you record this video and you set this up as a video views ad. So your your objective when you set up the ad in Facebook ad manager was that you wanted people to watch the video.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was the main goal, and um, yeah, so I set up a video uh, objective ad, and um, yeah,
0: target how about the targeting? Like, how did how did you make sure that this went in front of the right people? What were your thoughts on that? Because ten thousand people, small is a small neighborhood for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes down to that, I was actually trying to narrow down um, the audience. And uh, I said at one point, you know what, I'm actually going to let Facebook's algorithm uh, do the work for me. So I didn't do any targeting. I just used age, uh, age group, location, uh, gender. So that was the only targeting that we did. And I said, I'll let Facebook's algorithm actually uh, do the work for us because I wanted to get uh, seen as much as possible. Right. Right. So, uh, so that was that's what we did, yeah.
0: So this was this was really not even so much a a, a video to generate leads because it sounds to me like you were putting his face in front of the community, showing that he's a a local, showing that he supports you know a a local benefit, and that he's not just a part. He's just not wanting to take money from the community, but he's putting money back in and he supports that local effort. Um, What were his expectations around you know getting leads from that video? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, uh, at the beginning. you know, when the, when the video was running, he was getting getting a lot of traction. That video actually got, uh, I think it was like eleven thousand views, thirteen thousand reach, and maybe like three hundred shares. So it was really, really good for a, uh, a, a small. <laughs> well, that's town a lot of shares. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's absolutely. incredible. Um,
0: yeah. And so, and and so, I watched uh, I watched the video, and it's in French. So did you do any French targeting, or was that a, was that intentional? You know, where did that come from?
1: So, because it's in Hawkesbury, there's uh, people are uh, mostly French. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, a bilingual it's like right town. on the
0: border. There's like a river and then it's Quebec. So, it's yeah, basically absolutely. in Quebec.
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah. people are, are mostly uh, French, but um, uh, they're bilingual. So, what I decided to do is, you know, as important as it is, you need to talk to your audience, right? So, I said, we'll do the video in French and we'll actually do the subtitles. In English, so we're going to have both. But the video is mostly it, it is in French, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so when you would was there any kind of you know Im- improved performance in the French video versus an English one?
1: Yeah, so actually we uploaded both because uh, he did he did do both, um, and the per- performance-wise, yeah, it was uh, on the French uh, French uh, video that we had the greater success. Yeah, so you just dropped yeah. the English one. Yeah, so just drop the English one, absolutely.
0: And so, what was the budget on this video for to or on this ad? What was the ad budget you spent? You gave Facebook to show this video.
1: Yeah, so it was approximately like a hundred dollars, maybe a hundred and ten dollars, something like around that line, like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, and, and yeah. you get
0: and you get one hundred and fourteen shares. You you don't get like that's incredible. So like, what's yeah. that work out to
1: for a view? Uh, I think it was like two cents a view or something like that, like. It's it was like maybe a pen. It was insane. I don't yeah, exactly remember, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's people like nothing, don't get
0: that. People are like, yeah. well, "What's the tallest building in Hawkesbury?" I mean, Would you figure like if you like is uh, it a small town yeah. like four four story building kind of thing?
1: Probably, yeah, maybe yeah five yeah, five, I, five story building. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think you could stand on top of the tallest building in Hawkesbury with a megaphone and throw flyers off the building and get in front of what was it thirteen or. 11,000 reach?
1: Yeah, 11,000 uh, views, so
0: 13,000 reach. Yeah, you couldn't get 114 people to then take that. You couldn't get Like, what was it? It was 300. It was 300 chairs. Yeah, you couldn't get yeah, 300 yeah. of those people to grab that flyer and go hand it to someone else if you threw it off the top floor of a building. Like, you, like for a penny? Like, you couldn't print the paper for a penny of you
1: yeah exactly.
0: unbelievable unbelievable okay so then that video so now what do you do with that video to help out your actual ad what it like so you created an audience
1: yeah so we created an audience and just to answer your question before adam also like my client for, for his leads he wanted leads but he wasn't getting um and he was actually getting uh he was actually getting uh not mad but like you know he was wondering a little bit so i had to sit down with him and you know Talk him through and say, you know, that video did really, really well. Just, just wait,
0: right? So he didn't understand the value of the metrics that he was getting. He was worried about no. the leads.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And, he, and um, he wasn't getting enough, so then you had to have a conversation with him.
1: yes. Yes, to make him understand that, you know, uh, I said the video did its job and, you know, now we're going to go into uh, making like actual offers and, and targeting those people. That's so, so important but,
0: that that yeah. you, he had someone there because, I mean, now knowing because I know what the performance of the ad was. Um, now, knowing that, you know, had he let himself get in his own way, right, and not continue with the campaign because he wasn't getting enough leads off the video he would have that would have cost himself him quite a bit if he gave up. And so I think that's and that, so going back to the very beginning when you talk about, you know, how being a police officer helps you run that agency, helping manage that that emotional journey for him is ultimately what makes you a great uh, a great agency to hire is that you can help inspire that confidence and coach people through that. So I mean, good for you and I'm glad you were there for him on that part.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and like you said, it, it would have probably, you know, uh, he would have probably just uh, let it go and just, you know, you know, it, it was it was a hundred dollars ad budget, but I mean, all what came after that was the most important, right?
0: Absolutely. So so yeah. tell so tell me about what, uh, so tell me about the offer. So you guys ran a Facebook Messenger ad. Was it was it your intention from the very beginning to run a Facebook Messenger ad, or is that something you came up with after the video? Like, was it all part of the plan at the beginning?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't actually, um, we, because of the, the first video, so the awareness video that we did, uh, we started to have, uh, some messages, um, people were trying to contact, uh, contact us more also via Facebook messenger on his business page. Um, so at that point I said, Hey, like people are actually like trying to connect here, you know, like they're trying to have a, a conversation. And, uh, so that's that's when, that's where I got the idea of running a Facebook uh, Messenger campaign um, because you know we were a local uh, area and people want to feel welcome wants to connect and that was that was that's where the idea came from.
0: Awesome and so what makes now having run it what makes is that what makes Messenger ads feel so powerful to you is the ability to help, allow people to feel connected.
1: Absolutely, yeah. For me, it's uh, it's very. Uh, we, I, now I run ads a lot for my own agency with uh, Facebook uh, Messenger, and I feel that people are feeling really, really connected. And uh, and you know, you can connect on a, like emotional level too, right?
0: And so now, just so the audience understands, what what do you mean when you say a messenger ad? Because they might not understand. Like, they, they might they might yeah. not have quite a good
1: understanding of what that is. So basically, you're gonna have so your, either your video, your picture, your, your text on Facebook on the news feed and someone's going to click on that and it's going to go directly into your, uh, your Facebook uh, business page messenger, Facebook uh, messenger on your business page so people can connect with you.
0: Awesome. So it'll be in the news feed and then when they click or interact with that ad, it's going to pop open a messenger and that's when you can begin communicating with them. Yes. Awesome. Okay. And so then now you had to have some kind of offer. So, you know, what, what was the, what what was the offer that you came up with?
1: So for that campaign, for the messenger campaign, we actually went with a uh, picture. Uh, I wanted to test out a picture instead of a video. And, um, so we had the offer was that we were going to, um, clear their balcony. So their porch stairs, if they would sign up, uh, with a snow plowing, uh, services for, his, for their driveway, for their, their client's driveway. See, I love that. Like I,
0: I, I heard that when we first chat and, and that, that's so innovative because, you know, most companies are going to be like, you know, you know we'll do, you sh- we come three times, the fourth time's free or, you know, 20% off, you know, and, and this is, a, this is an,
1: like, really innovative. So who came up with that? Was that you? Was that him? You know? No, that was, that was, that was my idea actually um, because I was thinking, you know, Again, it comes down to, you know, marketing one one is, you know, know your, your custom audience, know your niche, know your their, their pain points. And for me, anyways, that, that was for myself, but I said, you know, when there's, there's snowstorm, when there's snow and I get up in the morning, I don't, first, I don't have time to, to start plowing or start clearing my porch. And two, I hate it,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> finished shoveling my driveway before we hopped on this call. And the, porch, and the porch is not done and the balcony is not done.
1: There you go. So, you know, so that was that was I think that was a pain point that I wanted to test out, um, especially when, you know, he was it go- was already there for the driveway. I said, why not offer that little bit of extra? People will appreciate it. And uh, it shows that you understand your customers and you're really trying to help them out. And he was receptive to that yeah absolutely yeah
0: yeah. okay so then uh, and he wasn't worried about people taking advantage of that that i really how how could you take advantage of it i guess really i mean unless you have the most massive porch in all the town but i mean really so that's not too big a deal so w- now in your ad so what did you guys use as a picture what kind of call to action did you use you know how how did you ultimately get people to stop scrolling i always say you got to have the ability to stop the thumb right because people are scrolling through and they got to make them stop the thumb so how did you do that
1: so basically, uh, we had, uh, the picture was a, uh, a dog. So not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not any kind of dog. It was a, a dog with uh, a little toque, a uh, scarf and a shovel. For my American uh, so, friends,
0: a toque is a hat with a, a ball. hat. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so a hat, um, and you know, it was just, just that picture. And then on the Beside him was, uh, I think it was three words or two words. And it says, you know, free, ba- uh, three words, free balcony clearing. Um, and, you know, that was the the actual image. So the idea behind that was that, you know, to make the reader, like you say, you know, stop. And with those three words, when people see free also, right, people are most likely to, to stop and actually look at your um, at your ad, at your picture. Um, so that, that was, um, that was the actual, uh, ad. Okay. Yeah. And
0: so now when they click on the messenger, so when you, you first set that up, they would click on the messenger and then is that where, um, your client would ultimately talk to them? Like how did that, how did that suddenly start to generate leads?
1: So when we started, uh, when I started running the ad, um, you know, it took, not kidding. It took, uh, probably like an hour. Okay. An hour. That's not not that long. Okay.
0: Perfect. So So within an hour, you get a first lead. Awesome. Keep going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So at that point I said, I think we're going to have something here, right? I think uh, people are going to start interacting. And then, so people were clicking on that. It was going straight to his uh, Facebook messenger and it would pop up the the Facebook messenger and then he would start talking to them and try to, to close the leads. But the, you know, the more we went, the more leads were coming in really fast. And he couldn't he couldn't keep up. Not um, a bad problem so, to
0: have, but not a good. Yeah, it's one either, not a bad yeah. problem. No. Yeah.
1: Um, so what we did uh, if, after that is I said, you know, we need to figure out something. So we use something called ManyChat. So that is it's a platform uh, that uh, you can have you can build a bot with that. Um, so what we did is I actually built a um, a receptionist for him into his Facebook Messenger on his business page. So when people would click on the ad Adam, it would go straight to messenger. The receptionist would pop out. So I, her name was Julie. Um, so um, there was an image of, you know, the fictional Julie.
0: Yeah. I which love would,
1: it. Yeah. Which would, uh, you know, welcome the, uh, the lead. Um, and just to make sure that, you know, the lead doesn't feel lost. It would say, you know, Hey, thank you for clicking on, on the ad to get your, uh, your free balcony clearing uh, offer. Um, and then, you know, it would ask basic questions. So key questions that we needed from the leads um, before even my clients speaking to them.
0: So this is some – I want to unpack that a little bit because you just dropped a whole bunch of awesomeness there. So first thing that happens is you start getting leads. And I really think that this is important for any, you know, anybody in the audience who's looking to either hire an agency or or get um, or run it themselves um, is that, you know, you are there to recognize the problem within a few days or a week and actually start making a correction. I think that's a key point of why you hire someone like yourself is that it's not just your job to know how to flip the switches and set things up, but to actually be there to know, to understand what the problems are, what the challenges are with the campaign and to adjust and make improvements to help him ultimately deliver on that promise to his customers. Um, So a, a great job there. The other thing is, you know, when you say this fictional Julie, so this is a, a, when, you know, this is now someone who's answering, essentially, if you're like a roofing company or a snow removal company, if you were to get people to, you know, call now to get your, to get your free snow clearing, he would have had to pay an actual Julie to sit near a phone and like minimum wage in Canada is like 15 bucks an hour or something. And so then this, this real Julie would have to go, hi. Yep. What's your name? What's your phone number? What's your address? Just to do that—that's her whole job. Would just be that. That would be a three thousand dollar a month job. And now you've put this this Julie to this uh, you know this this automatic receptionist from from ManyChat into place for him, and it costs him basically nothing.
1: Yeah, I think it's like it's what ten dollars for for ManyChat you know per month. So, and I think they offer offer it for free actually. You know. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So that's huge. So now what does
0: um, so now so now this customer so now th- th- this Julie she collects the information how does this ultimately get to your client
1: so <clears throat> all that information gets to my client with um, so uh, through messenger so on his business page it goes to my client so um, you know Julie would ask the question like you say what's your address that's what my client wanted so address phone number and um, and well name uh, but the name was coming uh, coming in usually, with the, uh, with the ad, but, uh, so he would actually go right away and close that lead very, very quickly. So he would go to the location, do a, an estimate of the driveway and then come back on Facebook messenger or just send a message directly from his cell phone while he was there. Um, Hey, this is your price for your, uh, for, for your, your driveway. Would you like to, to sign now? I'm right here.
0: I love this. This is, yeah. this is awesome. And I mean, people, I mean, you, you couldn't get people to open emails like that.
1: No, this absolutely
0: is, not, yeah. This is, a, this is a much better way to communicate with clients than if they said, you know, if you said, okay, well, you know, say you don't have, you don't want to hire your, your real Julie to answer the phone. So then instead something would, you know, an ad would typically go to, to a landing page, a click funnel that says, you know, yeah, enter your name and phone number and email to get your coupon for your free driveway clearing. And one of our people will get back to you right away you couldn't get them to open the emails i mean what what percentage of people are actually engaging with this ad once they once they click on it and they're in messenger it's got to be huge
1: yeah it's it's insane yeah it's uh it's like probably like 80 percent 85 percent uh so, like open rate so it's yeah it's really good
0: whereas like with email would be the inverse it'd be 15 percent of people opening 85 percent of people ignoring it or spam folders
1: yeah absolutely and it also you know just to bring it back it also feels you know it's emotional right so you're connecting and i think that's a very important part is you're connecting with your 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 lead your client so and so what was your client's
0: expectation as to where you guys were going to end up with this ad
1: so he so he he basically wanted me to you know break even with with it with his ad spend and everything so um you know i i from that point, I said, OK, well, that's going to be, you know, it should be OK, because, you know, like he we had an ad spend of 500 bucks, like 600 if you count the uh, the the awareness video. But wow. um, Yeah. So but I mean, like, you know, he of course, he wanted more clients. He 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 was saying, like, you know, at least 20 clients would he would be very happy with that. So he'd be so, very happy
0: at 20. Where'd you get oh, him?
1: So we got him with the first campaign, we got him to, uh, I think it was like 70, 70, uh, leads, no, sorry, 70, close clients, but like close clients that he actually closed was 70 clients. And, um, and that after we did something else, uh, that we can talk about after a little bit, but we actually used Facebook messenger to leverage that. And to, uh, so, so, so he didn't have to spend more money and try to get him more clients, And we actually closed more clients doing that uh, particular campaign with uh, Facebook Messenger after. But uh, it was 70 clients that he closed uh, within (laughs) like two weeks.
0: So in two weeks, you guys spend $100 or, you know, for a period of time, you're running a video. You spend $100 to show him to 11,000 people, 114 people share it to their friends, simple video recorded with an iPhone. Then you spend about $500 with an expectation of 20 clients and he'd be happy you set the limit you know at first of 15 you know to make sure that people understand the scarcity to make sure the com- customers uh, comfortable then he wants 20 and in two weeks you get him 70 closed contracts for snow removal
1: yeah yeah that was uh that's what happened
0: <laughs> wow there, yeah. are, there, are, there are 33 roofers listening to this right now salivating over that possibility. <laughs> that is incredible. So um, I know we discussed earlier that you know, you, your client obviously doesn't want to have his you know, personal information all over the internet, but you know, yeah. what does that look like in terms of revenue?
1: So revenue-wise, he like in the ballpark, he made approximately between 30 to $50,000 in revenue uh, from that campaign.
0: Wow. So 500 plus 100. So, and then he turns that into, you know, let's say on the low end 30, that's a, that's a coming up around somewhere around 60 times ad spend, right? Yeah. A return. Yeah. So, that, yeah. so that's incredible. And then you, you kind of uh, alluded to something in that you used messenger again for free. So, I mean, I think I know, I I, I think I know what you did, but I'd love to hear how you would, would explain that. And uh, you know, for the audience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I know that, you know, exactly what I did, but, <laughs> um, so basically what we, what, what it came down to is that, you know, we made contact, we closed, uh, clients via, um, Facebook messenger. So through our Facebook, the Facebook page. And I said, you know, how could I, you know, get him more clients without costing him any more money? And I actually, so within many chats, magic, actually, it
0: doesn't, it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, there, within MiniChat you can send a message to uh, subscribers so people who has messaged you um, during your campaign or whatever. But so I sent a broadcast message with another offer. So I actually uh, sat down with uh, with my client and say, what, what would you think about this? So the offer was that we would give um, so people that has already signed contracts with him. So within the like the 70 leads. So he technically sends 70 messages. But um, so people that have signed the contract would uh, get $50 back on their snow uh, removal contract if they if they refer someone and they sign like a, a contract. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So yeah. we we sent that out there and, um, you know, I came up with the idea and that's what I told my client. And he said, yeah, try it. I'm willing to do that. Um, so, and you have to remember at that point, he already closed like 70 ladies, right? So he's like, yeah, you know, give it a try.
0: Whatever you, know. you say, I'm on yeah, board. Pretty much. <laughs> <He's
1: a believer. laughs> pretty much. So now,
0: so, uh, so just to, to, to kind of make sure I, I unpack that right for the audience. So because they had already sub- basically interacted with you through this chat bot, the mini chat tool allows you to then have them just like an email list as a subscriber that you can then reach out to and present them with some other kind of way to help them or to to create an offer for your, for the business. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Adam. And, you know, especially as a local business, you know, people want, like I said, people wants to feel like they're taken care of. So I found that very personal instead of, you know, doing collecting emails and stuff like that. So I found that very personal to connect on like an emotional level with, with, with his audience. So that's that's so that's what we did. We broadcasted a message. We so we sent out um, a message, and we didn't say, "Hey, like you know, um, uh, like you know, get this offer right away, right?" We were very um, like discreet about it, and we just say, "Hey, you know, we want to thank you again for, um, you know, signing your contract with us for this snow plowing for this year, and would you like to save some more money with us?" So. They already save with the the offer, the the free um, porch balcony clearing, and we ask them the other question: Would you like to save more while using our services? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so then that promotes a response for sure. So right away,
1: and then yeah, so that promotes a yes or no, um, and then they would click yes, and then we were offer you know the fifty. So we say, hey, we'll give you fifty dollars back on your snow removal if you know you you refer someone. And that campaign actually brought us 20, uh, 20 more clients, closed clients, so twenty more referrals
0: with a with a cost per lead of pretty much zero dollars other than a, throwing yes, some zero. money throwing some money towards your already paying clients with money you never would have had or he never would have had um, as a referral and ultimately building more of that camaraderie or that that, that uh, connection with that with your current client base. It's very, 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 very smart, and the way that the, the and I th- I like the way that you used that messenger because you didn't come out straight with some spammy offer. You came out with a question, and I would go. I would guess that if you sent that same that same message or that same offer um, or inquiry through email, I would guess that your open rate would be somewhere around fifteen. 10%, maybe 30 because they're an existing client and they think it's an invoice. But yeah. what are you talking about on open rates for Messenger right now?
1: Well, you know, on on the uh, I don't exactly remember the uh, the percentage, but I think it was like like 85% it's almost total. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty it's much, like, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And so I mean
0: I just want to now kind of give everybody the overview of this because this to me is awesome for everybody to hear because there was, you know, there is definitely a lot of skill in what you did, but there, this isn't going to the crazy outreaches of you know, offline events and, and you know, super custom audiences and fancy dynamic, you know, dynamic ads and all these things. Um, you know, it, it was a very, it was simple psychology. You're dealing with local people who wanted to be taken care of by another person that's local in their town and knows what they're going through. You identify him as a local authority with a video view ad that costs you $100 to get put in front of 13,000 people, Safe to say the 114 people who shared it, they were obviously, you know, really in line with it. Half the, you know, people who watched half that video or more, you then showed them an an ad saying, hey, if you sign up now, we're going to do this. We're going to give you this free benefit of doing your porch or your sidewalk or or your um, uh, balcony or whatever. And then if you do our snow removal, that spend is 500 bucks. And that alone was over triple his expectation of 20. You get 70 closed contracts. You set up a free... Virtual assistant basically named Julie, who got their name, address, and and phone number to collect the information to reach out for them. He goes, he he goes and does what he would always do, which is go do an estimate, provide a quote, sign the deal. Then on that on that success, you then reach out to those 70 people using your system and ask them for a referral and they send you some and you get another 20 signed contracts for basically 100 new clients in what time frame?
1: Um, like within, it was like three weeks maximum. Three weeks, everything was done. All the campaigns were over.
0: Now, I don't know much about snow removal, but I know how long it takes uh, for my guy to, to clear my driveway and I'm not, I don't have a huge driveway or anything. But I mean, I think 100 contracts is pretty much his whole
1: season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Adam, like, I've I've actually spoke with him not too long ago, and um, he, I think last year he had like 460 uh, clients, mm-hmm. and this year he was at 580. Wow. Yeah. So so, so he was like, I need I need help. <laughs> so you
0: in, so you increased his business. So you said he was at 460. Now he's at 580. Yeah. So you increased his business twenty five percent with 600 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh he's yeah. got a you he is probably getting you something for christmas
1: probably anyways yeah. um if he hires me again you know that's uh that's you know that's what i like and I he's like not
0: even business. a snow removal company it's a it's a farmer's yeah. market it's
1: a produce group incredible yeah yeah. And you have to remember also, you know, it's not, it's not a big audience, you know, like it's not, it's not a big town. Yeah. So you can definitely do some, you know, really great work with, uh, you know, small towns and 10, local 000, areas,
0: 10,000 yeah. people. So yeah. if you had any advice for a local service business, um, that's looking to hire an agency. So, you know, maybe they're not in your market or maybe they're you know, it's not a niche that you serve, you know, knowing what you know now about serving clients and what you've, What's made you successful? What would you tell a roofing company about trying to find and hire a guy who's running an agency?
1: So what I would tell them is really like, you know, ask questions on how they can help you um, You know their experience in in running ads and you know if they actually ran ads for for your, your, your niche before also um, And you know also, you know seeing results is always fun um, but really like you know I find that if you can connect with someone, really, um, that person will 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 work with you really well, and uh, will you know will will try to get you the best results that you can. The perfect example, Adam, was was me and my client. We connected really well, um, you know, and even when he wasn't satisfied at one point, I sat down with him, and that's you know that's something that we offer is like we'll sit down with you and we'll we'll talk about it, you know, so we'll we'll break it down. But really make sure that, uh, you know, you get someone that really uh, understands your your niche and uh, that you, you get along well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what I'd like to do now is how can my audience reach out to you for follow up? What is a wh- Where can they find you? What's your agency called? You know, let's get the contact details out there.
1: Yeah. So my, enge- my agency is uh, Lightning Media. And uh, so you can reach us at uh, lightning-media.ca. Uh, uh, so that's our website. Um, Facebook is lightning media Inc and Instagram lightning media Inc. And actually Adam will, uh, we'll have a, uh, a PDF for you. We'll have something for your, your viewers to download, um, at, uh, lightning dash media dot uh, forward slash Adam Sandler. So your last name.
0: Perfect. Adam Sand. So that's lightning, Sorry, uh, lightning yeah. dash media. Uh, yeah, everybody always gets the Adam Sandler thing. I was <laughs> yeah. actually, when I said I was in the military. I was in the loyal Edmonton regiment. Um it, and so my mail used to come as private Adam Sand L E R. And I had like mailmen write jokes on my mail. All right, yeah, <laughs> Canada Post. <laughs> so but yeah, so that was that was lightning mediaca slash Adam Sand. So my name. So that there, um so then you'll get a PDF where these guys can actually see how you built out this campaign um and the copy and stuff that you use. that's fantastic, Steve. I really don't know what else. What else to say other than great job and, you know, welcome to, uh, welcome to the business one year anniversary. You're already winning for clients on a huge, huge scale. I, uh, I, I really thank you for coming on the show, man. And I, I hope this works out great for you. And I look forward to hearing more about your success in the future.
1: Thanks, Adam. I appreciate
0: it. All right, man. Well, we will, uh, we will let you go and we will talk, uh, we will talk again. I'm, I'm sure.
1: For sure. Take care.
0: Thanks again, boys and girls, for listening to that episode. I really do appreciate all the attention, all the uh, comments that you guys send me, all the questions you guys hit me up with on Facebook Messenger. As you can see, this uh, this was a awesome, awesome interview. I hope you got a ton of value from it. Now, again, a few things that I want to make sure you guys do this week is if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you start planning out your marketing campaign for next year. You got a little bit of time before Christmas. It's slow time take a little bit of time for yourselves and start mapping out your marketing campaign and your roofing process going forward into 2019. I'd love to have any of your questions or success stories around doing just that fact. So please keep me in the loop. Let me know on Facebook messenger, hit me up at roofing business partner on Facebook. Thanks
2: again for listening and we'll see you again next time. Free stuff is the reason you listen to the end and this week's episode is no exception head to roofingbusinesspartner.com and check out this week's show notes to get your freebie bonus. Also, until February 2nd, get our roofer Facebook ad apprenticeship program for only $127. This 18-day program includes over 80 minutes of video instruction, done-for-you resources, two guidebooks, a forum to ask Adam all your questions along the way this should remove any excuse or doubt that you can have your own ads running and generating roofing leads in less than 18 days. Adam spent thousands of dollars to learn this stuff and to give it away for only $127 is the kind of craziness that only happens during a new podcast launch. So go check out the show notes and we'll be here again next week flapping our gums and making you money.